Hey, 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 welcome back for another episode of The Confident Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, but I'm also the executive director and founder of Self Love Beauty, a nonprofit that promotes confidence for all generations. And I'm the co-founder of Blue Wave Wellbeing, a company that integrates play into workplace DNA. My vision is to create a world where everyone is empowered to love themselves and achieve anything that they desire. I truly want people to have confidence, feel supported, and to have a community that wraps their arms around them. And that is exactly why we are here and what we are for you. We are here to teach you tools and skills and to hear from other people's stories so that you gain confidence and have more of a self-loving journey. So this podcast is your go-to for learning ways to be more confident, fearless, and self-loving. So come along on this journey with me. Hey, everybody, welcome back for another episode of The Confident Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, and as always, it's such a pleasure to be here. It's such a pleasure to be talking about all the things around confidence and self-love, and having conversations about these things is super important to me. So the fact that we're all here, that you're all showing up, that you're all listening to this is so awesome and so amazing, and I just want you to know that I appreciate all of the support over the last three years and as we grow to help more people with their confidence. You know, I, I've, I've done a lot of reflection over the last couple of weeks about where am I next on my journey with self-love and confidence? Where am I as a person? And I just have to say that I just really appreciate everybody that's been there along there um, along with me on this journey. And for all of you for tuning in, for having some fun with me. You know, confidence is a conversation that we are all sometimes scared to have that conversation about because that means that we have to dig deeper. We have to dig deeper internally to really do the work to have that confidence. Sometimes it's so easy for us to be like, you know what, like I'm going to put that on the back burner. I'm not going to worry about that for right now because right now I'm just going to listen to some, (laughs) watch some action movies or, you know, have a few more cocktails to just forget about what I'm really going through. But in reality, it's really important that we show up and that we're doing these things to help ourselves be the best versions of ourselves. And so today I want to be talking about how well-being shapes your confidence. So how well-being shapes your confidence. As someone who has been on a well-being journey for many years in multiple facets, I had to learn what worked best for me. Well-being has a lot of different pillars when it comes to it. It's not just the health, the nutrition, and the physical fitness piece of it. It's relationship building. It's using your strengths. It's friends and family. It's support systems. It's all of the things that encompass you being a whole person. When I was in my high school years, I was a fad dieter. (laughs) I literally think I tried every fad diet. Remember, there was like a special K one that I tried. Um, I tried this other one where I was only allowed to eat like bananas, tuna, and bread. And then I was like, could get like vanilla ice cream on, um, on Fridays. I tried a few of those. Um, and then in my early twenties, I tried, you know, paleo, keto, um, I didn't ever try Weight Watchers, but I, I tried a lot of different ones. I, try, I shouldn't call those fad diets. Those are, those are diets that a lot of people follow. But I will share like the, the Special K one and the other ones that I've tried. I definitely was like lose weight fast. And I, I'll never forget there was this beautiful girl in one of my classes. 
she was the girl that, you know, got all the guys, was very popular, cheerleader, amazing, like a really sweet person. And we took chemistry together and we were partners. So we, we basically got into each other's lives a lot because we were together every day. And one day she pulled out some pills and she was taking one of those diet pills to lose weight at the age of 16. Now, this girl had, like, the body that every girl wanted, so I was very, like, confused, but then at the same time, I was like, oh, well, these diet pills must be how she's getting it done. So, I tried them. I spent my 20 bucks, you know, as a 16-year-old working at Dairy Queen on diet pills. Lord have mercy. Like, I should have been saving and doing them in a different way, but guess what? That's what I was doing at the time. Moving forward... I really had to work on my body image. So all through high school, all through college, you know, I struggled with it. I I wanted to eat the bad food, but then I wanted to eat healthy. And I always just thought if I worked out, then everything would be fine. Then I would lose all the weight. And then I also thought if I just didn't eat, I would lose all the weight. And I upped and flowed over the years. I struggled really bad with IBS, um, especially IB, IBC. I went to multiple doctors, um, but I also didn't change my way of being, my way of life. And in my early 20s, I was in college, so I was drinking that, you know, heavy beer, those lots of beer, lots of liquor, a lot of sugary drinks. Um, I wasn't always eating the best. I mean, heck, we were eating like at 2 a.m., like post-drinking and partying up in college. And then I was going from stressful, like, classes and internships to, you know, drinking like, you know, sugary drinks or pizza at night or like hardcore spaghetti and all the things that someone who has IBC should probably not be doing, but I was doing. And then, you know, I graduated from college and I went to my, um, my lifestyle as a career girl and I gained, I think it was 14 pounds in the first couple of months. I will never forget that. Like I, I literally don't like think I could ever forget that. And, you know, I I really struggled there. So then I got a uh, personal trainer, but the personal trainer was just really helping me like work out. Like I wasn't getting any of the other things that came with it. And then over time, I just was like really struggling. And then I moved to Texas for the career that I had at the time. And I got another personal trainer and we had a whole conversation about my lifestyle we didn't just have a conversation about like, I want to lose 10 pounds in three weeks. Cause guess what guys? I, I was that person at one point. We talked about the full body. We talked about like my sleep. We talked about like, like my happiness. We talked about like, even like the clothes that I was wearing. Like I was the girl who literally wore th- like probably two to three times the bigger size than what she actually was just because like I wanted like it felt more comfortable. I guess I just really wasn't comfortable in my body at the time. So we talked a lot about those things. And through working with her, I started to find this rhythm and this pattern of what workouts I liked to do, my food intake and what that actually meant for me, how sleep played into it, how my work played into it, how my stress played into it. And she was a big stepping stone for me. So that was in t- that was about... Oh God, 10, 10, 10, 11 years ago. So I share that with you because I want you to understand that having a well-being journey and having well-being doesn't just start and it's just not a fad. It's not just something or a fast, quick, easy, dirty thing. It's a lot of work. 
And as you can tell how I was doing fad diets, how I was doing fitness and all of those things, I was so focused on the nutritional, the health piece and the, the wellness aspect of it that I actually wasn't focusing on the other parts of my life that really mattered. And so guess what? I started to work on those things. After I moved back to Michigan from Texas, I started to work on those areas of my life. I started to, you know, find new friends, add new things into my life, find these happiness, you know, everything. And then work got busy, work got stressful. And a couple of years later, I found myself in this, like this, this funk again. And I wasn't happy. I was actually really exhausted. I was puffy. Um, my eyes always were like bags under my eyes. I just was really struggling to be the person that I was probably meant to be. And I had to do another reflection in the mirror. I had to notice like what, what, how am I feeling about my confidence? How am I feeling as a person? And I was, I honestly, like, it's a hard conversation to have with yourself about like, I know that I'm struggling, but I'm not willing to do anything about it. And that was, that was my take on it. It's like, you know what, like for right now, this is what I have to deal with. And then it started to control my life. I noticed that I wasn't, I was hanging out with friends and I was not even a nice person. I wasn't the nice Lisa that I've always been. I had very low energy hanging out with people. I kind of started to seclude myself from individuals. I just wasn't me. And I noticed that I had to, again, evaluate my life and look at how well-being was causing me to have confidence in myself. Confidence at work when it came to my skills and my talents. I was blaming other people for not having me grow. I was blaming other people for my mistakes. I was blaming everybody else, but I wasn't looking internally. I had an anxiety attack and I didn't know how to handle it because I allowed myself to get so stressed out and get to that point and then I didn't have any tools or tips or anything to help me with that. And over time, my confidence started to get shattered. And this was about four years ago. So I had started Self Love Beauty. I was teaching other individuals about this and I was going through my next slump. And then that's when I realized I was still trying to make dramatic changes in a small amount of time. I was saying like, okay, like these next three months are going to be crazy. I'll worry about myself at the end of that. And guess what? I did it wrong. I didn't just like, I I put it all to the side for those three months and then I didn't take care of myself. And then it built up so much that by month four, I was so exhausted and so emotionally drained that I just didn't even want to do anything. Two years ago, I started Blue Wave Wellbeing with a co-founder named Libby. And through that process, we both realized that we were missing a lot of things in our lives that really helped us with our, like, that we wish we would have had to help us with our well-being. And really, at the end of the day, like, well-being saved my life. It saved who I could have been, a grumpy woman, basically, a not happy person, to being a person that I am very proud of these days. That was two years ago, and I've been working on myself since I was 16. Our journeys are not something that just happen overnight, and I share that because I want you all to know that whatever you're feeling right now and whatever you're struggling with, I want you to focus on it, and I want you to take care of yourself. I didn't for a very long time. And I'm in a different place right now because I finally put small steps into my life. And so when I say small, I mean, I started to integrate 
well-being into my life. I didn't just say, okay, I'll focus on this for a week. No, I literally told myself I needed to completely change my whole life in order to make a change, in order to be, have happiness. And that just wasn't my physical fitness or the foods that I was eating. It was who I was surrounding myself with. It was how I was spending my time, my stress levels, my sleep. I had to look at all of this again. Well-being shaped my confidence in so many ways because when I was not feeling my best, other people could pick up on it. I wasn't the nice Lisa. I wasn't as confident. I was second-guessing myself. I was really struggling. And by adding small steps into my life, like making sure that I'm getting the right amount of sleep, finding the right group of friends to hang out with me, doing what I love every day, adding small things of like when it comes to innovation or thinking outside of the box, like how am I going to add well-being habits into my life so that I'm at my best for those moments? How am I going to shape as I, who I am as a leader in all of these different places? And so these are different areas of my life that I've really had to work on. But it was small steps over the last couple of years that have really helped me, have really helped me. But it's also that accountability piece. I've had to have accountability for myself. I've had to have self-awareness, honestly. I've had to be very aware of, okay, you are getting a little crabby. What do I need to do in order to make that change? Okay, you're like projecting this type of feelings onto different people. Why are you behaving this way? Or you feel a little bit bloated or you feel a little bit blah. Like what's going on with yourself? It's a lot of check-in moments. But well-being has shaped my confidence and it, it really, really does shape our confidence journey because when you feel like shit and when you're surrounded by people that make you feel like crap, you are not being able to bring out your best self. And confidence is all about those skills and those talents. So if you are not believing in your skills and talents, um, sometimes it does relate to that well-being aspect. It, it actually, it always does. And same thing when it comes to self-love. If you are not seeing yourself worthy, if you are not seeing yourself as the best version of yourself, you are not taking care of yourself. Well, being to me is this holistic view of having confidence, of having self-love, of taking care of yourself. It's having those self-care moments and really just being open and honest with yourself. And I share all of that because I think it's so important for us to understand that like well-being is a journey for yourself. Everybody's journey is different, but you have to add little tools into your life to really make it achievable. Well-being is achievable. Confidence is achievable. And yes, we have our ups and flows. It's super easy to say, well, I feel great right now. I could stop all my practices. Guys, I did that. (laughs) I did that. And then I landed right back to a worse spot, honestly, than what I was before. And so I have incorporated well-being into my life on a daily basis. And I know when I'm off and I know when like I really need to work on myself. But I wanted to share all of this with people because well-being saved my life. It saved me to um, to be someone that I'm not. And it's helped me so much with my confidence. Before I go into big meetings, I now have rituals that I do to really help me with those aspects. I'm really working to make myself a better human and to live the life that I deserve in order to make, you know, real life changes. And it all starts with tiny steps. And it's all understanding that if we're not taking care of ourselves, our confidence is never going to grow. It's never going to be growing to the areas that we want. We hear people all the time say like, well, I want as much confidence as this person or that person. You can. 
You just have to really focus on taking care of yourself in order to make that change. And you are all capable of it. But it has to start with small steps. So what does that even mean? Well, small steps are adding tiny behaviors into your life. Habits that you have probably wanted for a long time. But instead of saying, I want to lose 10 pounds in three weeks, setting goals that and expectations of yourselves to actually meet realistic goals. Other areas are self-awareness and self-care and self-love. Maybe that just means that you need to take some classes or maybe you need to find, you know, find some supportive groups to be part of. All of these things are extremely important when it comes to taking care of ourselves, but it's really important that we start somewhere. More times than not, I knew that I was struggling, but I'd put my hands up in the air and say, well, I don't know where to start. Well, guess what? You have to start somewhere. And sometimes that means just like kind of getting your help or getting, getting help. Um, asking people for help. And guess what, guys? I'm here for a reason. I teach well-being and confidence for a reason because I want people to know that they are so capable of it. So if you are struggling right now with managing your confidence and believing in yourself, I want you to call me. I want you to message me. I want to have a conversation about that because we need to have kind people in this world. We need people that are going to feel good. And we need to all come together in order for us to help people know that they are worthy and they are capable. And that's so important to me. It's so important that we continue to really um, thrive off of that in order to make changes in our lives. And so um, well-being really does shape your confidence. The more we practice well-being habits in our lives that are not just focused on wellness and nutrition, but other aspects of our lives like support systems, about relationships, about like doing things that make us happy, our purpose and our passion, the more that we're going to see this holistic, amazing view of ourselves in a beautiful way, a more confident human. And that's what I want for each and every one of you. So thank you for tuning in today to talk about how well-being really does shape your confidence and continue to spread love and kindness to everybody that you meet. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you receive many tools, resources, and ways to reflect on your self-love and confidence journey. I want you to be more brave, have more resiliency, be stronger, and ultimately thrive along this journey. And we want to be part of that for you. Remember, this is a community that wants to wrap their arms around you for you to feel supported and to gain confidence in so many areas of your life. So please reach out to me at info at selflovebeauty.com to share more about yourself, your story, comment on the podcast, or if you need any other information or advice from me. And thank you again for listening and let's continue to grow to be the best versions of ourselves. Thank you.